Hi, I'm Courtney. And I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison, and this is the Double X Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X Files today. Allison. Uh-huh. It's about Avengers Infinity War. Just kidding. No one gives a shit. <laughs> um, okay. Let's talk about Infinity War. Okay. I have not seen a Marvel movie since Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. part uh, which they tricked me into seeing because Chris Pratt is in it. I haven't seen a Marvel movie since Avengers, the first one. Well, there we go. So let's piece it together. Okay. There are a hundred people on the poster. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of ripped, ripped white men. <laughs> um. Also... They're fighting. They're fighting. It's Infinity War. An an infinite war. So I think, Allison, it's a trick. I think Marvel has done a trick. Okay. Because I think what they're going to do is they're going to get all them fanboys and girls and all them fanboy people and Mm -hmm. all the people who love the comics, and they're going to put them in the movie theater, and Mm -hmm. they're going to sit there forever. Just they're going to, oh, you know. It's an infinity I think they're edging them. (laughs) They're edging the fans. So they'll never, they'll never come out. They'll never get out. No, they'll just, they'll all sit in that theater and they'll get real wet, but they'll never get to finish. <laughs> and that's the greatest crime of all. Yes. A Marvel infinity crime. <laughs> hey, uh, Swiss guess we don't care what it's about. We don't also, we also don't care about the X-Files. No, which is, but sadly we do a podcast about it. <laughs> and that's what you're listening to. Uh, we watched... Episode 16, season 5 of The X-Files called Mind's Eye. Yeah, we did. Mmm. Well, I do have a goof em up for you because I real tie-tie, so I watched this uh, episode with my eyes closed. <laughs> so I just listened to it. Okay. <laughs> Great. So I'll really be carrying this one. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why don't you get us that Netflix description? Here is the description for Season 5, Episode 16, Mind's Eye. Mulder disbelieves evidence that implicates a blind woman in a murder. Yeah, that's what happened. I, found I mean, they just kind of did our... Wait, there's a piece of tape. I'm sorry, Space Cadets. Courtney has a piece of tape on her sweater. And it has really thrown off the whole train of this podcast. It's a really long piece of tape on my nice sweater. Where would that have come from? I don't know, but it went all the way down to my elbow, and I'm really upset about it. Where do I put this? I don't know. This is unprecedented. (laughs) That's okay. I'll try to remain professional. Thank you. We are in your bed, after all. Yeah, I know. My back still ain't doing so good. Can't sit. Only need to lay down. Mm. 180 degrees or 90 degrees. Those are the two degrees I can be at. Right? I don't know. (laughs) I'm already confused. Okay. Allison, we start with either the cool way to light a cigarette or the coolest way to light a cigarette. It's the coolest. I was like, I love her. This is my girlfriend now. Like, I'm all about it. She leans down into her oven, her stovetop. Not her oven. Nope. And she lights her cigarette on the burner. And I was like, yeah, damn, I'm into it. I'm done. That's amazing. I want that to be the only way I use an oven top. (laughs) (laughs) So cool. Hey, Space Guest, 
people trying to tell you cigarettes aren't cool? Uh-uh, not true. They cool as fuck. That's pretty fucking cool, I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, then we see a, she, uh, this main character, what's her name? Marita Versuvius. <laughs> No, not her. It's uh it's a um uh, Marty Glenn. Mar I was very close. You were close. Marita was Mar- Marita Marita Coverubius and Marty Glenn are very similar. Uh-huh. Uh so Marty is watching TV. Yeah, it's a show about making gumbo. So it's Bobby Flay. Was he around back then? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just a Jimmy Buffett music video. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, he does have a song about gumbo. We'll play for gumbo. Yeah. Give the man some gumbo, I'll play you too. <laughs> That's the best type of capitalism, really. Gumbo capitalism. Gumbo capitalism. Food for music exchange. Uh, and then suddenly there's a lot of jam. There's jam everywhere, and it's quite unfortunate. Strawberry thick. Thick strawberry, strawberry jam, jam. Just coating everything. It's very, it's filtered for seeds. No seeds. No seeds in that jam. Uh... I want to say Marita. What's her name? Marty. Marty. Marty sees. I'm going to picture Marty McFly. Marty sees a murder. Marty sees a murder happen. With jam. With jam. And the next scene we see two police officers come to the jam house where there's jam all over the place. And Marty's in the bathroom. Been having a real jam sesh. (laughs) Which is a sponge full of just strawberry jam. Just a strawberry jam sponge. And that foley work of the sponge landing in the bathtub. It was really effective. Mm, It affected me. That was good sponge work. (laughs) Anyway, did she do the crime? We don't know. These two coppers come in and they find her in the shower and um, what... One cop says to the other, I think you might want to check this out. It's like, (laughs) that's a person. And this is kind of where this episode... No, 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 no. The cop was like, you might want to check this out. Her eyebrows, though. (laughs) Those things are on point. Those 90s finely plucked eyebrows were very, very good. Now, I want to tell you a fact about the actress who uh, plays Marty Glenn. Yes. She uh, has had quite a long and prolific career. Um, But in the 90s... Sorry, is she actually blind? No. Okay. Well, uh, it's come on. It's the X Files in the nineties. Yes, Are right. you kidding me? Uh huh. Um, but she introduced the two main people in the band Veruca Salt. I'm surprised you knew that fact off the top of your head, Allison. Fuck off. <laughs> you know I had to pause this and look it up. <laughs> introduced like it was like they she, were. They, they didn't were... know each other, and she introduced them. Dang. And they formed the band Veruca Salt. So Marty created Veruca Salt. Yeah, that's very good. That's very good with her good eyebrows. I have a question about eyebrows. Uh huh. Now you have a very fine eyebrow. Thank you. You have a very fine redhead eyebrow. I do. Were you? A, did you pluck? Did you feel the pressure to pluck uh, as a teenager? As a teenager, I did feel a little bit of pressure. To, okay. I did pluck once or twice, and I decided I didn't like that. It wasn't for you. Uh, no. And then I just really started to embrace the natural shape of my brows. Yes, yes. My natural shape of my brow is a brow. Mm. Is a full is a full brow. Um I got them Mediterranean <laughs> bloods in me, those Eastern European bloods. So it's it's a brow. Mm. So as a kid when my eyebrows were coming in to form one eyebrow, <laughs> uh and in the 90s where slick thin eyebrows were the thing, there was a lot of plucking. Oh, it boy. was like, but now I've also embraced it. There look because I love the 2010s, like just fucking go crazy. Let's just go for it. I love yeah. it. I love it. Um, 
But yeah, my eyebrows were an atrocity. Just real stick thin. Oh, God. I could cut myself on them. <laughs> Do you remember the first time that you ever shaved your legs? Mmm. Mmm. Yeah, because I asked my mom how high up I needed to go. <laughs> like a thigh high situation? <laughs> What's going on here, Ma? And, again, because I have really just thick leg yeah. hair. And then, it, just recently, I've realized, like, when I hit, I don't know, 28 or so, I realized, like, I don't need to anymore. Yeah. Like, I can wear shorts and skirts in the summer and just have hairy legs. And hairy armpits, for that matter. I mean, it I really prefer it. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> I just, like, I just asked because I, as we were talking about eyebrows, I remember very specifically the memory of shaving yeah. my legs for the first time. How was that feeling for It you? was in seventh grade. Yeah. And it was before, um, uh, what, like a, I want to say a nerd conference. I was in, like, what? a special class for uh, awkward nerds, and we had a, sort of a conference every year once you get higher up in grades. Uh, and it was at the local ski hill. So you go up to Mount Washington. Allison, this is a 1990s movie yeah. that you've described to me. It was called I Touch the Earth, <laughs> the conference. Um, and the movie. And the movie, I Touch the Earth. Okay. You'll see it from me coming out soon. Uh, and I remember that uh, the boy that I liked was going. <gasps> and so I decided for the first time ever to shave my legs. It wasn't necessary. It was, I have a very f- fine strawberry blonde hair coating on my legs. <laughs> like peach fuzz. Except around the ankles where it gets dark. Oh, dang. Ladies. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, not the first idiotic thing I've ever done for a boy. It certainly won't be the last, but... <laughs> Boop. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I had a performance last night, and my back hurts so bad that I can't blend over, so my dear sweet metal husband shaved my legs for he's me. He's such a good boy. And he's like, how I have do I need to go? <laughs> Full circle. Full circle, baby. I'm like just up to the knees. I'm not out to impress anyone tonight. <laughs> no one's getting up in here. Well, well. <laughs> my crack. <laughs> All up to my crack. Okay. Anyway, those eyebrows. The eyebrows were good. The, the cops checked out those eyebrows. And they also said that she was blind. In a very rude way. Yeah. Well, that's... Whole okay. episode. That's the whole episode. Um, so they take her in because yeah. she made, did a, a jam crime. Mm-hmm. We do the do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> we all do sometimes. <laughs> a jam abomination. And they take her in, mm. uh, Marty in, and they call in Mulder and Scully. Who this show is about. What? <laughs> really? Uh-huh. You, well, based on a couple episodes, I would not know that. Mm. So the person that died was a drug person. <laughs> Who sold and bought drugs. Named Little Monster. Named Little Monster. And and Lady Gaga sat there watching the TV and was like, oh, yes, that's one of mine. <laughs> uh, and um, so Mulder says, oh, who exterminated him? Uh, and I was like, okay, yuck. And then the this cop uh, from Delaware, which is apparently a state, says, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you burnt Delaware. I mean, it is the smallest state. So, was it? Dang. Suck it, D-Ware. No, Rhode Island is the smallest state. Suck it, Rhode Island. (laughs) Uh, And um, and, uh, the cop says to Mulder, now, the killer isn't a he. Gasp! There was a vocal gasp in that room. It was stupid. And so they talk about, Marty is like, she's a woman who did us a crime. Oh, she's blind. She couldn't possibly have murdered anyone. Yeah. 
And they were wondering if she could, quote, see in the dark like a bat. This episode, just to, just to sort of, like, give a little banner statement, this episode's ableist as fuck. God, it was, it was very, a, very, It was a rough one to watch. Hey, it was very bad. And because Mulder, he, as sometimes he does, he plays the, like, almost anti-ableist side of things. But like not really. But, but then in that way, it was really done very horribly. Yeah. Like, she's... <laughs> he said... Oh, she just wants us to think she's strong and independent. Yeah, it's there's some real rough quotes. Like, and then she said, "He says, oh, she's must have honed all her other senses." Yep, yeah, that definitely. And we've we've had that come up before in X Files episodes. So what that Mulder? Chestnut. What Mulder is trying to say is, "Hey guys, don't be ableist." But also, I'm going to say ableist things too. <laughs> Under the covers, wink, <laughs> wink. Join me under here. It's just as bad as where you are, but I'm pretending it isn't. <laughs> I'm going to make you feel bad, but I'm also going to say some real shitty things. <laughs> it's just like in real life, Alice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Allies in real life, they real shitty. <laughs> yeah. We hate them sometimes. Sometimes. Most times. Most times. <laughs> okay. So uh, Marty's in jail. Yes. Marty's in jail and Mulder and Scully go to talk to her. Marty's not really interested in any of their shit that they're kind of peddling. No. Um, I wouldn't be either. No, no. Who would? Uh, and so they talk to her. They try to get her to, like, kind of say that she didn't do the crime. But she's like, I don't know what you want me to say. I did the crime. Like, that was just, it was crime time and I did the crime. I did no, the jail no, no, crime. No, no, no. She doesn't... <laughs> She yes. doesn't. She doesn't admit to it yet. Oh, she just doesn't no. say anything. She well, no, she just kind of fucks around with them, which yeah. I appreciate. I did. A, I would say like I do. Fucking love Marty. Yeah. Oh no, she was great. She. I loved her character. Um, she was real spicy. I liked it. I didn't like the situation or environment she was in. No, I didn't care for that. And the fact that I would have loved if it was like a blind actress would. I would have really appreciated that. Uh Yeah, but you know what? A blind actress probably um, had the script and said, "No, thank you. No, thank you. (laughs) I'm a strong, independent woman, and fuck you. Please, no, thank you. I will not do this." And then she flew off like a bat. (laughs) Right? Yeah, because that's how it works. Uh Now the whole concept is. The cop and Mulder and Scully are trying to pin this and find evidence to pin Marty no, Marty to the jam crime. Yeah. And they're very concerned that she is going to walk away. Mm-hmm. And that made me think, like, really? Like, because she was there. They found her at the scene. She was, like, covered in blood. Yeah. But so they're saying because they don't have a murder weapon, they can't hold her. But really? Well, the, really, because because in the, you know, the era of the X-Files or, like, in the, you know, the conception of these people's minds, the major factor that they can't hold her is that she's blind, so she couldn't possibly have done it, which, of course, is horseshit. Bullshit. I'm sure there's been blind murderers uh, Absolutely, there has been. <laughs> so, I don't know. It seems like in this, like, Wild West-style police work that, like... Here is one person who who was there at the scene of the crime, and people were there who told her that they saw her at the scene of the crime and drove her there. I mean, I think the situation overall is just that, like, if you step outside the fiction of the X-Files, it's that someone wrote an episode thinking, like, hey, let's use a blind person as a spook up <laughs> And it's like, well, no. Because she you've, couldn't possibly do a crime. You've done a bad job. Uh, this episode uh, actually was written by Tim Minear, who went on to write for Buffy and Firefly. Well, I don't like either of those, so. <laughs> okay. There's that. Noted. 
Hey. I, I was not giving a value judgment. I was simply stating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could talk about shit about Firefly all day long. I mean, sure. But I won't because okay. the Infinity War people. Well, maybe I should because the Infinity War people who like Firefly, they're stuck in the Infinity movie. <laughs> they're so never going to hear it. <laughs> um, we are trying to pin this on Marty. And one of the ways they're going to try to do this is with a lie detector test. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. this lie detector son? I love him. You love him? He was very good. <laughs> because he got very... He got very... He got very flustered because he's trying to ask her questions, get a yes or no yeah, answer. Yeah, to set a baseline. And number one, she will not answer in a yes or no way. <laughs> and she just keeps saying, like, just ask me if I did the crime. And he's like, my baseline. <laughs> he's like a nerd. Please, my baseline. Which is true. Like, you need to establish. You need to ask, like, 20 questions before you start asking the real juicy That's stuff. That's the first rule of any relationship. Establish a baseline. And ask 20 questions. Yeah. Animal, <laughs> mineral, vegetable. Do you lay eggs? Do you have lungs? <laughs> okay. That was a callback. Uh, in this... Oh, God, it was. <laughs> in this lie detector test. Uh-huh. Mulder... And the, I don't think lie detectors work like this. No. Nah. Especially hay without a baseline. <laughs> They ask, oh, did you do the crime? And she says, no, I didn't do the crime. And they say, did you kill someone? No, I didn't kill someone. And then the lie detector says, the lie detector man says, did you see the crime? And then he's like, oh, you can't see crime. My bad. Strike that from the record. But Mulder sees. (gasps) Her heart spikes. So maybe she did see the crime. And maybe this is a real spook em up. Because she is blind, but she saw a crime. So, yeah, Mulder asked her if she saw someone being murdered. Yeah. And it, and she's like, no, but her heart says yes. <laughs> Even without a baseline. Fuck me. Okay. Now, Scully says this is not admissible in court. Are, are lie detectors not? I guess you have to take it with no, the they're Yeah, they're not admissible. They're like supporting evidence, but it's not. Supporting evidence. Yeah. Like you so, can use it to wow a jury, but it's not like. You can't. I always, I, when I found out lie detector tests were not, like, infallible, it wowed me. Really? Yeah. Because I thought it was like, it's, but really it's just reading your heart rate. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So if you believe something happened, even if it didn't happen, and our memories are shit. They're the worst, yeah. Uh, you, you could just say you, you could get off. Or if you're very, very good at, like, making up this story and, making it up and lying and lying and lying and then lying so much that you believe it, you can get away with it. Yeah. Hey, can I ask you a really important question? Yes. What are your top three jam flavors? <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me, what are my top three lies? Oh, no, I don't. I mean, how do you choose? <laughs> jam flavors? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I used to real dig on a strawberry, but I'm very allergic now. And mm-hmm. that made me very sad. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go raspberry. Mm. I'm going to go crab apple. Damn. Yeah. It's a little tart. Mm-hmm. It's a little sweet. I love it. And I'm going to go rhubarb. Oh, rhubarb is very good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you didn't ask, but here are mine. Okay. Uh, one, seedless blackberry jelly. Dang. Two, forest fruits. For, 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 forest fruits? Forest fruits. What's a forest fruit? It's just a combination of many berries that you find in a forest. Isn't that bumbleberry? No, it's forest fruits. 
Fuck you. Like we were as children. <laughs> uh, thirdly, um, uh, grape. I like a grape jelly. I'm not going to lie. I think grape jelly is overplayed, especially grape and peanut butter. You don't think they're going to make a comeback? No, 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 no. Can I no, tell no. you what one of my favorite things is? What? Um, when you go to a diner and you get toasted, you get to put little <gasps> butter and jam packets on it. Yeah. It's the best toast I've ever had in my life at any diner. That's very American. When we went up to the States uh, for vacation, they have, like, so many of those little Smucker's jam packets. Into it. Smucker's owns that town, man. Because <laughs> they had, like, they had orange, and they had grape, and they had strawberry, and they had little peanut butter ones. Can I tell you, I can't, can't abide a marmalade. No. Marmalade's not jam. Not interested in a marmalade. Marmalade's too... Oh, I do love an apricot jam, though. Dang. Welcome to Jam Chat. We care more about jam than ableist X-Files bullshit. Jamming it out with Courtney and Allison. Jam out with your clam out. What? <laughs> Jams out with your clams out. Yeah, I love that's it. That's us. Yeah, that's us. That's okay. our tagline. Now, Allison, I also have a very, very important murder question. Yes, please. If you did a murder, mm. would you hide evidence at the scene of the murder? Nope. But this person did die. I'd it. take it with me. <laughs> and hide it in a very tall Well, but tree. to be fair, she didn't... Oh, yeah. No, because no. it, it wasn't her that shit left the gloves. No, it was the other guy. It was the other guy. So uh, Scully tries to find the knife evidence because that's what they need to pin the jam crime on Mar- Marty. And instead, they find a glove. And you find the knife what spread the jam. <laughs> a very long spatula-like knife. <laughs> Could not find it, but they did find a glove hidden in the razor depository. Yes. Which are very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, this man, who did the actual did-dang crime, just hides the evidence. Just, just shoved it all in all. He clearly doesn't know what he's doing. Where would you put mm. evidence? Where would I put evidence? Yeah, where would you put evidence? Uh, you would take it with you, but where would you dispose of it? Would you burn it? Yeah. You would pro- burn I'd it? probably burn it, even though I'm afraid of fire. But I think you'd have to get the job done. I will absolutely have yeah. to get the job done. And I'm not, I, I'll get the job done. Yeah. I would buy my evidence the same place I'd put bodies. This is my new thing now. <laughs> this is your new thing? This is my new thing. Okay. I would go out in the middle of a forest, like a real big forest, and then like put it on top of a 40 foot tree. No, on top of a tree? On, like inside on top of a tree. You can't put a body on top of a tree. Uh, there has been. Someone who cut up a body and put it in a hole on the very oh, top like of a tree. Oh, like in a hole. Like in a hole. Just like if you're just putting it on it, it's going to no, fall I'm down. Gonna, I'm going to balance it. I'm going to tie it to the top. I think that's an ingenious way because everyone's looking on the ground. That was very close. The dogs, the dogs that hunt the bodies, they look in this. The only on the people, at that point, the only people that can arrest you are bird cops. <laughs> that's, that's their jurisdiction. <laughs> <laughs> we own the skies. Yeah, man. I think it's the smartest thing. Is this why the that giant flock of crows follows you everywhere you go? Because the, they're the bird cops and they're on you? They can't pin anything on me. <laughs> <laughs> every every morning or every afternoon at 10 o'clock or at 5 o'clock, I got a big murder just going, You did it! You did it! Guilty! 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 guilty. <laughs> Red crumbs! I just feed them some, like, donuts and they go away. <laughs> you know, bird cops are so easy to satisfy. <laughs> Paid them off. <laughs> anyway, Crippy. yeah, hide, hide your murder in a tree, friends. 
Well, there you go. There you have it. That's uh, Courtney's murder advice corner. (laughs) I have never done a murder. I've done a jam crime. (laughs) I've done many a jam crime. What do you think is the worst jam crime? (laughs) I can tell you what the worst jam crime is because I've done it. Okay. Allison, picture this. You have a vehicle. Mm. You share this vehicle with a partner. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) You're real hungry boy. And you like, okay, well, what's the very basic necessity food? PB&J. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spread the peanut butter on first, then the jam. Yeah, that's sensible. Uh, I am an animal, so I just take it. I'm very hungry. I'm on. I'm late. I got to go. Take it open face in my hand. Oh, God, no. Put it on the seat. And I drive away. And then I hit the brake really hard because there's a squirrel. <laughs> That ran across the room, so the jam slings itself across the car. That's a crime. Now, that's not the crime. Oh. That's part the crime. I pick it up, and I'm driving, and I'm eating it, but the jam has sloshed itself, just has encompassed the bread, the toast. (laughs) So my hands are very jammy. Okay. But as you know, I'm a very good driver, Mm. so I keep both hands on the wheel at the same time. (laughs) While you're eating your toast. So the jam, this jam, is now... Over the driver's seat of the car, and also along the wheel of the oh, car. Gross. I do not have a napkin, and also, um, it's very hot out. Yeah, so that's my jam. That's crime. a jam crime. My crime, my jam crime, is an ongoing jam crime that I commit against myself, <laughs> uh, which is that I just use the one knife. When I spread my butter and my jam on my toast, and so there's always like a little bit of margarine and toast crumbs in my jam. Oh no! It's an ongoing crime. It's a low-level crime, it's but it's not. Crime. You know that doesn't. But if you make it put, okay, hey, if you only put jam on toast, though, mm-hmm. one day your jam will be more toast than bread or toast than jam. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, that's good jam crimes. Yeah, but you know what? What also? Um, did you know Marty is a whole incomplete person? Oh God! This <laughs> this quote just. <laughs> Really got to me. This is Mulder. Mulder is the guy who's trying to argue about, like, oh, blind people can't do anything. And he's being even worse. This is, hey, allies out there, it's great if you don't have to say stuff like, oh, don't worry. You're blind, but you're still a whole incomplete person. Like, my dude, she knows. Fuck you. No, here's what he said. He said, because he's talking about how, like, Marty... Basically, he's just saying, like, well, she doesn't like it when we point out that she's blind (laughs) and that kind of thing. And he's like, the mere suggestion that she's anything but a whole or complete person is offensive to her. Uh, yeah, dude. (laughs) Like, it's one of those things where it's like, they're so close to getting it. No, they're not, though. (laughs) It's a crime. They also say, they also say after that, well, do you really think she's capable? Now, here's the thing, friends. We are also, we're talking about a murder. Yeah. But if you take these quotes, you, you pick them up, you put them in your ableist bag, <laughs> you carry them outside the, the realm of the X-Files, and then you toss them out into the real world, they're all very, very shitty. Yeah. And that is what we have to do. We have to make sure that these quotes don't come out into the real world. But, but when you see them in TV, when you see exactly, them on TV, that exactly. is how they get into the real world. That's when you have ki- you have kids, you have adults, you have everyone from a, a whole spectrum across the United States and Canada watching this TV show and watching these words come out towards a blind woman. 
Yeah. Uh, just to be clear, having uh, any kind of disability does not make you anything less than a whole or complete person. No, and the fact that... And also, that does not need... Or should not need stating. Yes, it should not need stating. And yet, here we are. It's like a white person saying, I'm not racist. <laughs> Don't worry. Oh, God. I understand racism, and I'm not racist. <laughs> you know... There was another crime that was committed, Ellison. Oh, yeah? It was what Mulder did to this chair. Did you did you see the little move? No. He does that like grade ten high school new high school teacher move where he places one foot No and he just reaches it over top of the chair and he just straddles that chair. That's his move. I'm a cool teacher. I'm a cool X Files man. So, um, Marty, we see more of what, what Marty is seeing, and she sees this man hitting on this girl at the bar. And oh, yeah. She calls so she, the bar. Hey, she's spooky. She's spooky. By the way, she got spookums inside <laughs> of her eyes. She calls the bar, and the guy on the phone on the other end says, mm, guy hitting on a redhead at the bar? Yeah, we got someone matching that description. <laughs> we got a couple. Which one? <laughs> Tell me which one. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then the guy's like, that someone called the bar on him, I guess. And then later we, we see him at a train station on the phone. Yes. Um, after Mulder's good chair work. And uh, he <laughs> he is talking to someone that gives my favorite quote of the episode. Yes, please. Um, where he, he's like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to buy the drugs from you. Actually, yo, I'm feeling magnanimous. <laughs> no. very good. Oh, no. Yo, I'm feeling magnanimous. So that, the magnanimous quote, Marty doesn't see. No, Marty doesn't see that. We see that. We see that. So the whole thing with Marty is she has this, like, mind's eyesight. She sees through the eyes of what is essentially her father. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. So she sees all the crimes that he do. Yeah. And And she sees, she's seen everything that he's seen in her whole life. Yes, 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 yes. Um, now... She, I guess, why did she finally admit to this crime? Because the father kills the the redheaded woman. Yeah, so what makes her, like, admit that she did it is that she is afraid that, because her dad's been basically been in prison her whole life. Yes. So she's only ever seen prison. Yeah. And she's afraid that if they arrest him, he'll go back to prison, and then she'll feel yet again like she's in prison, even though she is physically in prison. <sighs> This doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. So she wants to admit to the crime so her dad doesn't go back to prison. But then she, so she can just watch murder all the time. Like, what's better? I don't know. My dude, like watching your father kill people and getting the like feeling of that and seeing that. Or just like watching your dad at the mess hall or pumping iron in the prison. And she doesn't know that it's her dad either. She doesn't? No, it, no, oh. she doesn't know. Oh, I thought she did. No, she learns that when Mulder tells her. Because, oh, you know. oh gee. Thanks, Because, <laughs> you know. I just, um, this whole thing with her turning herself in, I just don't, no, I, don't I don't understand either. it. Um, and that, so that's after a third person is, is, or a second person is killed. Yeah. So um, she says, well, I did the crimes. Here's how they were done. I'm going to sign a confession. Also, there's a suitcase full of drugs, and that will show me you that I did all the crimes. Yeah. Um, is this before or after Scully has her fun little theory? What was that? Uh, Scully's fun theory is that Marty is not actually blind. 
No, I forget when that happens, but tell us about it. Uh, so she takes, um, she takes Marty to an optometrist. Yes. Played by a gentleman who, uh, is been, been in basically every show ever. Yeah. Um, but this is actually his first role. Oh. And I know him specifically as Henri Michel from the OC. Really? Yeah. Aww. From season four. Um, and when Taylor Town said she dated Henri Michel and, um, Ryan Atwood was jealous. Okay. It was good. Okay. Season four is the best season of the OC. Don't at me. Um, <laughs> and uh, so he does this test and he's like, nah, she deaf blind though. Yep. Definitely blind. I don't know what to tell you. You're an idiot. I think that's where she sees the Yeah, murder. and then she sees the murder happen and her eye constricts. Yeah, and then so then the, the her dad kills another lady and puts her in a dumpster and she runs over there because yeah. she gets released. And um, she is standing directly outside a building that is now Bauhaus. A oh. restaurant owned by Uwe Boll. <gasps> I didn't know that you was... You didn't know that's his restaurant? No. Yeah, Uwe Boll. He owns a restaurant in Vancouver. It's called Bauhaus, and it's exactly where she was standing. Dang. How's them bowed, though? Never been there. Oh. I don't want to give Uwe Boll my money. No, I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. People don't go there. Okay. This is... So she... I just... I don't understand... Because now the person she sees her eyes through, like, does murders Yeah, now. he does murders. So it's bad. It's bad. And he also wants to, you know, she, and now she's seeing him seeing her because she gets transferred to a prison. Yeah. And she sees through his eyes, she sees herself get put in the van. So she knows that he's, like, out there. He's trying to get her. Yeah. Um, Mulder reveals that this person is the person who also, oh, God murdered her mother while she was in utero so there is some sort of connection yeah because her oh my god it's the worst courtney her mother was killed while she was pregnant with marty and when marty was born the fact that her mother was dying while she was born restricted the blood flow to her brain which is why she's blind and also created a spook em up connection with the man that killed her mother who is her father this is like a Voldemort connection. Yeah. So Mulder explains this to Marty uh, through the prison glass in a very tearful moment. And I'm like, oh, brother. Yeah. Because you know there always has to be some magical source of her, like, it's disability. Just, like, it's so... It's dumb. People are just... Everyone's just different. Like, people are just different. It's but not... But it's spooky, Allison. You, it doesn't have to be, like, a thing every time. No, it's so spooky. Okay. You know what else is spooky? What? Allison finding two parking spots in Gastown. Yeah, it sure is. It's, that is an X-File. It's extremely spooky. Because they're trying to hunt down her dad because um, she's saying, well, how did they... Oh, when they told... When Marty told the police about the big bag of drugs. Oh, I want to talk about this. Yeah? The police went there. Yeah. They find the big bag of drugs. Yes. They opened the big suitcase full of drugs in the train station. <laughs> With people around. They're just like, look at all this coke we found. By the way. Um, and But they also find out that Marty's fingerprints aren't on it. Yeah. Uh, her dad's are, though. Mm-hmm. And her dad's blood matches the jam that was found in the jam. Now that's, I find that really interesting, actually. Can we talk about that for a second? Uh-huh. How does her dad's blood match the jam? <laughs> Jam DNA. Do we each have our own jam type? Uh-huh. Oh, mine's seedless blackberry. Yeah. And mine's crab apple. 
Uh, that wasn't your number one, though. Your oh, number one was raspberry. raspberry. Mine's is raspberry <laughs> with seeds. I feel like your mythos is crumbling. <laughs> uh-uh. Nope. Okay. It all checks out. Anyway. So then, then they're like, hey, Marty, we know you're a fucking liar, that you didn't do the, the crime, so just, like, help us out. And so she says, okay, I'll help you out. This my, is- my pa's gonna be at the Blarney Stone. Yeah, this is where it's gonna happen. And so Mulder and Scully does a spook em up and finds two parking spots in Gastown, <laughs> which is a, an X-File. Which is an X-File. Uh, do they find him there? They don't, and that's because Mulder realizes, oh, we're not going to find him there because she's actually done a trick on us. Because <gasps> she's at her apartment packing up with the the, the uh, detective, and she they Mulder what Mulder realizes is that why would she allow her dad to go back to jail? When I don't know. She so he could, doesn't do murder when she could just bring an end to the whole thing. Oh, I don't know. And that's why she kills him. Yeah, the father comes and there's this big like weird scene where she sees through his eyes and and, and he, sees he sees her, her and then she and shoots then him. She shoots him and and then she's like, "Oh, my brain is better." And then it goes black. Ew. And then she's in uh oh yeah, Mulder and Scully come in and then the detectives like putting the cuffs on her. He's like, "I know she did this one." <laughs> I was there. Fair. <laughs> Can I talk about my background boy? Yeah, please. This is the this is the hallway where uh, in this apartment hallway, mm-hmm. it was as if the set designer says, this hallway is not old or decrepit yes, enough. I know what you mean. So what, what they did, Allison, is they put up wallpaper patches to look like crackled paint. Yeah. Paint. Is wild. But they put up many of they them. They put up a lot of them. It was like, oof. In the same, it was like a pattern and the... The painting and the plastering around set was very bad. So you could see the difference between the actual wall and this patch they put up on Oh, top my of gosh. It. it was so distracting. <laughs> it was by making it older, they made it look more of a, like, a movie set. It was oh, very yeah. Bad. Wow. Anyway. Yes. Fake wall patches were my background boys. So, uh, Marty goes to jail. And yep. then Mulder comes to see her in the jail. And then M- Mulder says... Oh, could you smell my cologne? Mm. And then she's like, "No, you smell you smell like fart. You smell like piss." <laughs> and then they uh she comes up to the bars and they talk through the bars oh, yeah, and totally. a bad thing happens, what which about- is that Mulder puts his hand on hers. No touching. But I will say what one thing that I noticed during the scene is okay, when when you're looking at it from Marty's point of view, yeah. Mulder's hand is on hers, but when you cut back to Mulder's point of view, they're both holding the bars. Is the, Do you think that was done on purpose? No, it was a major continuity error. Oh, okay. Uh, and then, so as you cut back between these two point of views, like, their hands jump all over the place. And then at the <laughs> their end... Their hands are doing a hand dance. They're doing, they got hand, fancy fingers. Um, and then as you cut back to Mulder for the last time, he actually reaches out and puts his hand on hers, even though it's, it's sort of been there the whole time. Mulder's thing with, like, saving young women from... It's gross. From spookiness. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it so much. His whole complex... Yeah, I get it. He has this sister complex. He didn't save his sister, and he feels like he has to save women. Fuck that. Fuck off. Ugh. I hate him. Pretty, pretty over it, honestly. I hate him. If I'm let's, being honest. Let's rate it. Okay. 
I ran on a spooky scale. One is I will have a good sleep. Five is I will never sleep again. I give this a point zero 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 three because I'm taking back drugs and I closed my eyes through 45 minutes of this. <laughs> uh, I ran on a rage scale just from one, which means this is a really great episode that I liked uh, to my struggle part three, which is the worst episode we've watched to date. And I'm going to get this an eight. Yeah, go with your gut. Can you give it an eight? Uh-huh. Just bad. It's a bad episode. It was ableist. It was really tough to watch. It was really tough. Yeah, I closed my eyes during um, most of it. The only good part of it was when my girlfriend Marty lit a cigarette in a really cool way. Yeah, and that was in the first two minutes. Yeah. And then you can shut it off. Yep. And then uh, and then it's all jam crimes from there on out. So, <laughs> whoops. Jam crimes all the way down. <laughs> hey, Allison. Yes. Would you say that this episode was a train load of shit yes i absolutely would why that it sounds like you're leading me somewhere with that well i got a personal x-file for you yay about a train load of shit <laughs> come and tell us dude about the spooky thing that happened to you because we'll never tell you that we don't believe you unless we get affected we will never leave you we want to hear about your personal x-file uh this comes from nbc news so you know it's important mm-hmm Stranded NYC poop train <laughs> has small town Alabamans stinking mad. <laughs> thank well, you, headline. thank you, Associated Press. You're you've been you've been wonderful. Ugh. Parish, Alabama, a stinking train loan of human waste from New York City is stranded in a tiny Alabama town, spreading a stench like a giant backed up toilet. Oh, and the poop train is just the latest example of the South being used as a dumping ground for the other state's waste. Oh, Lord. Okay. Okay. Now this has taken a weird turn. (laughs) taken a turn, but I'm not comfortable. I don't like it anymore. (laughs) In Parrish, Alabama, population 982, the sludge hauling train cars have sat idle near the Little League baseball fields (laughs) for more than two months. Told you that team was shit. Okay, kids, put on your nose plugs. <laughs> Mayor Heather Hall says the smell is unbearable, especially around dusk after the atmosphere has become heated, she says. That's when the poop stink comes out <laughs> at dusk. Oh, my goodness, it's just a nightmare here, she says. It smells like rotting corpses or carcasses. It smells like death. Oh, my God. Wow. All kinds of waste have been dumped in Georgia, Alabama, and the other southern states in recent years, including toxic coal ash from power plants around this nation. In South Carolina, a plan to restore... Uh, to store radioactive nuclear waste in a rural area prompted complaints uh, that the state has been turned into a nuclear dump. In Parish, townspeople are considering rescheduling children's softball games or playing at fields in other communities to escape to escape the stink. Um, Charlene Pike, who is a hero, lives a half a half mile from the railroad track, and she says she dabs peppermint oil under her nose because the smell is so bad. <laughs> Alabama's inexpensive land and permissive zoning laws and a federal ban on dumping New Yorkers' excrement in the ocean got the poop train chugging, experts say. Okay, let's unpack this. Mm -hmm. Number one, poop don't go in the ocean. No, you don't. Unless. Don't put your poop in the ocean. Unless. Unless. Unless you're on Survivor. And you poop in the ocean. Because that's where you poop on Survivor. Or you're a small child and you swim in the ocean. And, and you a, do an accidental number two. Or a purposeful two, number two. <laughs> an on purpose number two. Because you're too, having too much fun in the ocean. So inexpensive. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun that you shit in your bathing suit. You didn't do that as a kid? No. I like oh, had a hard time peeing in the ocean. I did it I all really the had time. to push it. I didn't want to get 
Push it real good? <laughs> Uh, I didn't want to get out of the pool and or the ocean, so I just... No! Courtney, you did a number two in the pool! <laughs> no, only number one's in the pool. You can't do that. Probably number two's it, in the pool, too. Before they introduced that special dye, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. So, the permissive zoning laws. So, Alabama and the South, they're... You know how they're real light on, like, laws? Yep. <laughs> it seems like they've been ho- hoisted by their own putard. <laughs> That'll teach you for not doing laws, the South. Um, Alabama is kind of a, quote, open door, rubber stamp permitting place for landfill operators. It's easy for them to zip into rural or poor communities and set up shop and start making a ton of cash. Alabama and other Southern states have a long history of accepting waste from around the U.S. Oh, I just love these quotes. A former state attorney general once described the giant West Alabama landfill as America's pay toilet. <laughs> it was among the nation's largest hazardous waste dumped when it opened in 1977. At its peak, the landfill took nearly 800,000 tons of human waste annually. Damn. Damn. Uh, in Paris, the mayor hopes the material in the train gets removed before the weather warms up. We're moving into summer, and the summer in the south is not forgiving when it comes to stuff like this, she said. <sighs> Yikes. Oh. Uh, poop train. Poop train. Hey, poop train. Tell, sell t-shirts. Yes. Uh, I buy them. I would buy a poop train t-shirt for sure. Let's do predictions. Let's do predictions. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Courtney, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. I'm predicting. You are predicting. Yes. I don't remember what I predicted, but I don't think uh, I got You it didn't right. get any points because you said that someone would manifest. Don't you sass me. You said someone would like manifest something or make someone see something in their mind's eye. And that is wrong. You heard me. Getting a lot of tood. Well, you're up in points, so. Okay, season five, episode 17, Courtney. The title is All Souls. Oh, no. That's not not popular 2000s era uh, girl group All Saints. <laughs> All Souls. I'm going to say this is racist episode. <laughs> Can I just get a point? Can I I'll, get give a half, you, I'll give you a half point half if it's racist. If there's any racism. Oh, no. That's such Please. a gimme. But I'm down. I, you have four and a half points. I have three, point, three and a half I points. will give you a half point if there is racism that is specifically targeted at a particular cultural group. Mexican. Well, you don't have to name it. Oh, okay. I just mean like, you know how previous episodes have done yeah, that. I, I have a feeling this is going to be All Souls Day. Yeah. And I f- have a feeling it's going to be... Um, people back from the dead. Okay. In a quote-unquote ethnic community. Hate it. Uh-huh. That's what it's going to be, though. Yay. <laughs> half point for pointed racism, half point for people coming back from the dead. Yeah, you got it. Let's see what happens. Okay. Allison, how can the Space Cadets get a hold of us? Hey, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. That's double spelled out D-O-U-B-L-E. Uh, you can find us at doubleXfiles.com, which we'll soon be redirecting to our new home on the Major Cast Network, oh, which we're very excited wow. about. You can check out all their other amazing podcasts like um, Media Majors, which I love, and uh, Big Time Whoopsies. Big Time Whoopsies, which Courtney loves, and yeah. uh, lots of other great stuff. Actually, I'm probably starting this episode 
episode, you'll hear ads for other podcasts running on our podcast. What? So uh, enjoy that. Yeah. And please go check them out. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at Double X Files, Instagram and Twitter at Double X Files, Tumblr at Fuck Yeah Double X Files. And um, yeah, just just come come check us out. Come say hi. If you enjoyed the podcast, drop us a review because that really helps us out, especially if you came. Um, maybe not on this one. We didn't really. Well, I don't know. Poop train. Poop train. Hey, if, that, if poop train's your thing. Hey. Oh, my gosh. If you are somewhere near the poop train, please. Please snap us a pic. Please snap us a pic. Protect yourself, but please snap us a pic. We got to know. <laughs> we got to get those hot poop train pics. Yeah, man. Uh, or if, you know, you have poop in your area, take a pic. <laughs> Tell us about it. Whatever your poop is. Okay. I'm done. Let's yep. go eat some pot stickers. Okay. Thanks for joining us, Space Cadets. We'll see you next week. We love you. Goodbye. Until next time, the, the truth, truth is out there. there. Okay. Let's see if I can. Oh, there we go. Oh. You got it, bud.